Okay. Lo tanevrecha eid eid shaker, which basically is to to give false testimony in in Beit Din. Um, so the pasuk is a very simple uh, love. Don't turn up to Beit Din and and lie. Um, but the moment you start looking into the love, you realize that uh, there's a very basic question that comes uh, really out of the Gemaras and out of the Rishonim as to how to categorize the Issa of, uh, of Lota Aneh, of not uh, giving false testimony, uh, and really surrounds the question of, can you give Malkot? Can you, somebody who violates the Issa, would he get Malkot? Would he get lashes for violating the Issa? So it begins with really the first sugya in Masechet Makot. Uh, the first mission of there begins... Uh, discussing cases where you can't give the normal punishment for Edim Zolomim. Right, the normal punishment, Edim Zolomim, and false Edim turn up and they testify uh, that somebody murdered somebody. And then another set of Edim come on and they say there's no way the first set of Edim could have possibly given that Edut because they were in, uh, they were in Timbuktu at the time. They weren't, they weren't even there to be able to see the murder, which, which didn't occur. So the first two set of Edom are defined as Edom Zomim. They tried to testify, let's say, that Reuven killed Shimon. And it turns out they couldn't have been uh, witnesses at all. So the rule of Edom Zomim is Kasher Zomim. Whatever those false, test- well, false witnesses try to do to him, that's what they get done to them. They try to kill Reuven, they get killed. If they try to say that Reuven was high of, uh, to pay money to Shimon then they have to pay money. If they try to say that Reuven ate a piece of chazir and should get Malkot, then they get Malkot. That's the normal rule. The second Malkot begins with cases where it's not possible to do to the Edim what they try to do to their victim. And that's what the, uh, the Mishnah at the beginning of Malkot begins with. Right, so you have two test- witnesses who testify about a certain person being a Kohen. And saying that he's not a kasher kohen, um, so do we flip that punishment onto the witnesses? Not the witnesses, the false witnesses, the adams. If they're not calling him, and if they are calling him, maybe you don't, it's not the type of thing you can really flip. So einam uh, rim, we don't say ya ben grusho ben We don't flip the punishment onto the adam and say, ah, oh, just like they tried to make their victim into a, into a invalid kohen, we define them as being invalid kohenim. Ella, Lokara bind to get Malkot. Similar case. He to he they testify about somebody that he murdered uh, by accident and he should therefore go to Miklat. So basically whenever it's not possible to do the onish of Kasher Zaman to flip the punishment, so the default is we give Malkot. Like every other um, love in the Torah. Whenever there's no specific Onesh designated for violating a love. So the standard go-to punishment is, is Malkot, 40 lashes. Um, so the Gemara says, where did these lashes come from? And it's like this. The next uh, is on uh, already the second uh, Amud of the Gemara. Remez zomim shalokim How do we get this idea that you can give Malkot to Edom Zomim when the Kasher Zomim, the flipping punishment, doesn't, uh, doesn't apply? Dichtiv, it's a pasuk within the parish of Edom Zomim. So, if you have Adim who made a tzaddik into a tzaddik and a rasha into a rasha, and then, then you give him malkot. So you give the, the guy malkot. That's the way the, the passage read. 
So Mishum v'itzdikwe tatzadik v'yeshuwe tarasha v'yavnik tarasha goes. I don't understand because they said a tzadik was a tzadik and a rasha is a rasha. Therefore, they get malkot and they said the truth. Ella, the Gemara explains. Edim shir shuwe tatzadik. They said that somebody a tzadik. They said he was a rasha, and then atu edim achrinu, achrini. Then a second group of Edim came. They said the first guy was actually a Tzaddik and not a Rasha, like the Edim claimed he was. And they make the Edim, the first set of Edim, they define them as Rasha because they lied. Then, then you can give Malkot. So, uh, bottom line, this Pasuk is the source for giving Malkot, giving lashes to Edim Zomim. The Gemara immediately pipes up and says, typical It's much easier reason to give them Malkot, because they violated our Pasuk. They violated a Kasav. They should get Malkot. So the Gemara says, no. The Gemara says, Mishum lav she'ein bo ma'aseh. This is a love which a person violates without doing an action. And we have a general principle that you only get Malkot when you invite a love which has, which has an action. But something like uh, Eidos, something like, let's say, Lashon Hara. The person speaks Lashon Hara. There's no specific action that he did. Apparently, speech is not considered an action. So there's no real action. And since there's no action, you don't get Malkot every time a person speaks Lashon Hara. Even if there were two Eidim who gave him warning and they told him, don't speak Lashon Hara, there's no Malkot for Lashon Hara because there's no action. Similarly, there's no Malkot for falsely testifying in Beit Din. Because it's just speech. So therefore we needed the other Pasuk to teach us that you get Malkot, nevertheless in this case. It breaks the normal rules. That's the opening sugya in Masechet Makot. The problem is you turn a couple of daf and you get to a Mishnah that seems to contradict everything we just said. The Mishnah says, Me'idim anu be'ish ploni zuz v'nimsu zomim Right, so in Rekhaka's case, two witnesses testify somebody's high of the room, to pay Shimon, a hundred zuz. And they found to be Zomim, they just lied about it. He's not really high of. So, we know Kashezaman means that they, false witnesses now have to pay their victim a hundred zuz. That's easy. But the Mishnah says maybe actually two punishments. Lokin umishalmim. These witnesses get both Malkot and, and they have to pay. Because the source of the Issu, the Issu, the Pasuk, that is responsible for getting Malkot, is not the same Pasuk as getting Tashlumim. They basically have, there's two separate reasons to punish them. One is, Rashi explains, the violation of Lotaneh, and therefore they get Malkot for Lotaneh. In addition, they should get Malkot Kasher Zamam. So we have two separate sources for their punishment. The kashezamam means they have to pay money. Lotaner means they have to, they violated the issue of lying and baiting, so they get malkot. So here's Mufurish, you get malkot for, for Lotaner. Now, Chachamim argue. That's Divrei Rebbe Meir. Chachamim Amrim, no. Kolim Shalem Eina Loke. Someone who pays money doesn't get malkot. The Mishnah carries on. Another case. They testify about somebody that um, he had, I don't know, he ate uh, Chazir. And because he ate Chazir, he should get Malkot. And then they're found to be Zomimim. 
So we have the same machloket. Lokim b'shmonim. They get two sets of malkot. Mishum lo tane verecha eid shakeh. U mishum basitim lo kasheh zamam. So you see, again in Rebbe Meir, that the pasuk of lo tane is, can be a source for malkot. It's in addition to kasheh zamam. V'chachamim omrim. Ein lokim esh arbaim. Okay, so within Rebbe Meir, it's mefurash. There's no two ways of reading Rebbe Meir. Within Rebbe Meir, it's mefurash that you do get malkot for for lotane, for alav. Um, and that directly contradicts everything we just saw on Daf Bet Bet, which said lotane is a love shame for and you don't get malkot. The question is, what about shitat chachamim? Maybe that's the machlok between chachamim and Rebbe Meir. The problem is, it doesn't sound like that. If you read the Mishnah, it sounds like the reason Chachamim say you don't get Malkot for Lotaner isn't because you don't get Malkot for this love because of love Shem Omaser. It's because they hold you can't get two punishments for one Avera. So a general principle which, which we're not going to go into now. But there's a principle out there called you can't get two Malkos for one Avera. So Chachamim say, sorry, you can only get for Kasher Zaman. You can't get for Lotaner. And they hold you can't, uh, you can't get Malkot for um, for Lotane, if you've got Malkot for Kashezamam. But it sounds like the basic assumption, even according to Chachamim, is that Lotane is a love which can generate Malkot. In which cases, the direct steer, both within Rebbe Meir and in Chachamim, um, between what they say in the Mishnah Daf Dalad and what the Gemara said on the Gemara um, on Daf Bet and Mudbet. How do we solve the contradiction? So, all the Rishonim relate to this problem. And there are basically two directions uh, in the Rishonim. Some Rishonim reinterpret the Gemara in Daf Bet to fit in with the Mishnah in Daf Dalad. Some Rishonim reinterpret the Mishnah in Daf Dalad so it doesn't contradict the Gemara on Daf Bet. Let's see both directions. The Ramban. The Ramban says very, very cleverly. He says like this. We have to reread carefully the Gemara in Daf Bet. He says, Anan hachi ka'amrinan. mishum lo v'lo so the Ramban says, when the Gemara states you shouldn't get Malkut for Lotaner because of the love Shein Bomasa, that was just a, a Hava Amina. And what did Itztikwe that Tzaddik teach us? It taught us that this is the exception to the rule. I read the last line of the Ramban. In other words, the Malkot are not from the Pasuk Vot Stiku et Hatzadik. But rather, the Pasuk Vot Stiku et Hatzadik teaches us that in this case, the Lotaner is a love which you get Malkot for. And you would have thought you don't get Malkot for Lotaner because you would have thought it's a love Shein Bomase. You would be wrong. Don't just go with a simple understanding that it's a love shame bomb. It's not. Rather, it's Tikwet Tzadik teaches us that you can get Malkot for Lot and and, uh, and you don't apply the normal principle. That's what the Ramban says. And then there's no contradiction at all. Tikwet Tzadik teaches us to Lot is different. Let's understand how it's different. Basically, Lot is, is like a love Shiesh Bomasa. That is the Ramban's explanation. The Meiri goes in a whole different direction. He says like this. Vuhu, are you Rebbe Meir? This is the Meir on the Mishnah on Daft Dalit. So, the Lokin Alav Shein Bomaser. Ah, Rebbe Meir holds 
you do get Malkot for a love shame or Mansi. So Machloket throughout the Gemara, between Rebbe Meir, Femina, the Rishonim, Femina, the Tanaim. Is there a principle that you get Malkot, you don't get, or you Malkot for a love Shein Bomaser. The general assumption throughout Shas is that you don't. And therefore, for Lotaner, you wouldn't get Malkot. And that's the assumption of the Gemara and Duff. Bet. Rabir argues on that assumption and says, it's true it's a love Shein Bomaser, but I hold. You do get Malkot for love Shemim And if you speak Lashon Hara, you'll get Malkot for that as well. I hold you get Malkot. The Chacham, the generally argue and say you don't get Malkot for love Shemim No, no, they're, they're talking within the Shittah of Rabbi Meir. Even were there to be Malkot, based on Rabbi Meir's Shittah, that you can get Malkot. But but really, what Chachamim hold, there's two reasons here you don't get Malkot. Number one, you don't get two punishments for one thing. But besides that, Lotaner is a love she'im omaser, as is explicit on Daf Medet, and therefore you don't get Malkot. Summarize everything we've said. There's basically a Machloket here. How do we relate to Lotaner? Is Lotaner a classic love she'im omaser, and therefore you don't get Malkot? Or really, Lotaner is different. It's not like Lashon Hara. We're going to categorize it much more like a love Shiesh Bomaser. And even though generally a love Shein Bomaser, things of speech, you wouldn't get Malkut for, but Lotana is different. And it's much more similar to something that has a Maser, and therefore you can get Malkut from it. How do we know that? That's what the Pasuk Tikwet al-Sadik taught us. It taught us about our Pasuk that it's actually called a Maser. So this we have to understand. You know, we know speech is not considered an action, right? You don't get malkot for, for Loshanara or for any other iso by speech. So why suddenly are we saying Lotaner is a, is a master? That's what we have to work out. How is there a master? So the truth is, there are two other exceptions to the rule of love, shame, or master. You get, a, you get malkot. One is saying a shavuot sheker, and the other is a case of tamura. Where a person states he has an animal which is a korban, and he states <coughs> that this other animal, which is not a korban, should take the place of the first animal. He tries to switch them. He says this animal which is not a korban should, should take the place of the animal which is a korban, and the animal which is a korban should no longer be kadosh, and the animal that is a korban, isn't a korban should be kadosh. He tries to transfer the kadusha over. So both those cases is just speech. And the Gemara teaches in both those cases a chidush. Even though it's just speech, it's considered a love, shiyesh bomaser, and you get malkot. So apparently there are some types of speech which are considered a miser, and there are some types of speech which are not considered a miser in action. What's the difference? So it would seem, it would seem that really the, the, the difference here is, is what the speech achieves. In Shvua, in a shvua, you don't just say something bad. In a shvua, you're actually creating an isra. A person says, I make a shvua not to eat this piece of bread. And then he eats the piece of bread. So when he spoke to create an isra on the piece of bread, and when he violated what he did, he created an actual change in halachic status on the piece of bread. In Tamura, when a person speaks and says, I want to switch this not kadosh animal for this korban, this chulun animal for the korban, He's creating a change in halachic status, giving kedusha to an animal. So apparently when speech creates a change, 
effects a halachic change, makes a halos, then, then it can be considered an action. So our real question here is, what is the nature of speech in Beit Din? When Tutankhaidim come into Beit Din and they give false testimony, what exactly are they doing? So this, this opens up a phenomenal question about what is the true nature of Eidut in general. Uh, you could understand that all Eidim are in a simple understanding. Eidim are the source of information of Beit Din. Beit Din need to know what happened in the world. How do they find out what happened? So uh, there didn't used to be video cameras. So in place of a video camera, you bring in two Eidim who saw the event and they relay what they saw. But basically, essentially, all ADMR is a glorified version of, of a video camera. Um, but, but, if you actually look at the Pasuk, the Pasuk seems to describe more than that. The, the, this basic Makar of Eidot, The Eidim aren't simply relating information. They are establishing the matter. And it's possible to understand that Edim aren't simply relating the matter, but they're actually creating the din on, on the uh, defendant. Could depend on a machloket between Rashi and Tosfot on that pasuk in, uh, of P.H.N.A. Edim. Rashi, Torah, on the pasuk of P.H.N.A. Edim in Dvarim Yutet, says, P.H.N.A. Edim, V'losh yichtavu edotam be'igeret, V'yishlechu l'veit din, you need to hear the Edom from the mouth of the Edom. They can't write their Edom down and send it to the Beit Din. They can't have an interpreter between them and the Beit Din. They have to actually be present physically in Beit Din to speak. Tosvot, a few places uh, quoted here, Tosvot Yivamas Lamadalaf, argue on Rashi and say, no, you can send your Edom into Beit Din in a written form. Omeri the Mashmer Rabbeinu Tam, the Nogim Achshav, the Shmar Rabbeinu Tam, the Nogim Achshav Shesholchim Eidim Eidutam Bichtav Yadam LeBeitim. You're allowed to send your Eidut to Beitim in a written form. V'lokamin Beitim PM V'lomi Kitvam Kem Shem Zochrim Eidutam. As long as they remember their Eidut, they can send the Eidut to Beitim in a written form. So what, what's the machloket? According to Rashi, you can't send your Eidut. You can't email your Eidut in, and according to Tosfot, you can. So if there's any question of it, all the purpose of Aidat is, is to know the truth. Baitin want to know the truth. Aidim are a way of supplying the truth to Baitin. So why can't you send your Aidat in, in a written form? Email it in. We'll verify it's true. We'll even go and check, go back to the, you know, to the Aidim, remember what happened. Well, there are ways of verifying that the email is true. Or the written letter is true. So we trust it's true. And that's what you see Rabbeinu Tam says. That's all we need Eidot for, to know it's the truth. But Rashi says, no, the Eidim have to be present in Beit Din. And it would seem the real, the real machloket here is, you know, what role the Eidim play within Beit Din. According to Rashi, they're not simply the source of information, but the Eidim are the ones changing the status of our defendant. When Eidim testify that Ruven took money from Shimon, they're not just relating information, they are defining Reuven as he's chayev to pay money to Shimon. If they say Reuven killed Shimon, they're not just relating information and the bait didn't work out. Well, if Reuven killed Shimon, then we should, as bait din, kill Reuven. No, the Adam themselves 
are placing that halachic status of Chayav Mita on, on Shimon. They're changing his status. And that's what Edom are. Edom are basically the real power in the Beitim. Beitim provides the context to allow Edom to come in and place halachic changes, give a halachic status, give a halachic din onto the defendant. Whereas according to Rabbeinu Tam, it sounds, no, Edom relate to the Dayanim, the information. The Dayanim take it all in, conclude, and then the Dayanim are the one who paskans. According to Rashi, you can understand not like that. The Edom themselves are giving halachic status, and it needs the Dayanim to give the stempel of approval, etc. But really, the Edom themselves aren't just speaking the change in the halachic status of the defendant. If that's all true, then, then maybe that's our machloket. Is la ta'net, is false testimony, simply speech? You lied. You went into debate and you lied. You undermined the judicial system. Fine, you're, you're a liar. You're a bad person. But it's just speech. So it's a love. Shame bomasa. Or are Adam doing a, a whole lot more than that? They actually have power with their words. The words are powerful. And actually changing something, creating a change, giving somebody a status, and therefore it's like a shvur and like Tamura, that has power to the words, and therefore it's a love, and therefore you'll get Malkot. So it would seem, the Pashtut, that that's the Machloket between the Rishonim, how to relate to Lotane. However, it's, uh, we, we, we jump too quickly to our conclusion. Why? Because to say the lot ha'aneh is a love she'omase, you have to make two assumptions. First, you have to make the assumption of everything we said. You have to assume that when Aiden testify in Beit Din, they're not simply lying, but their words have power to, check, to give a status to their defendant and define him as chayev. But you have to make another assumption. That the isu of lot ha'aneh is about that. In other words, there's one assumption about the nature of Edim and Edut in general, that the Edith, actually the Edim are creating that status. But there's another assumption that the Isser of Lotanen, the Aseret Adibrot, the Isser isn't about the lying that they're doing, it's about the giving the status. Because every time Edim come into Beit Din, even if we assume that what they're doing is giving a status, they're clearly doing two things wrong. Number one, they're lying. And number two, they're giving, they're creating a change in status. Is the Issa about the lying, or is the Issa about changing their status? So, how would we prove which, what the Issa is really about? Maybe that's the Mamachloket, right? Everyone agrees Adam can change status. The question is, is the Issa about lying, in which case it's the love, She'en Bomaser? Or is the Issa to give the halachic status? In which case, or I phrase it another way. The Issa to lie is basically They're lying in Beit Din. They're undermining the judicial system. Even if it has no effect on their victim. Whereas the Issa to give him a halachic status is, is, a, is, a, is like punching him in the face. So it's not punching him in the face. It's placing a, a status on his head. But, but for all intents and purposes, it's a direct pegir in his hand. So how can we really demonstrate which, which uh, one of these two things is? So the truth is, this is one of the cases where there's a discrepancy between the Aseret Dibrot as they're related in Shemot and the Aseret Dibrot as they're related in, in Devarim. In Shemot, the Pasuk says, Lotan Ebrecha, Eid Shaker, to lie. 
Whereas in Devarim, Vetzchanan, it says, Lo Tanebrecha Eid Shav. What's the difference between Eid Sheker and Eid Shav? Eid Sheker means lying, Eid Shav means pointless. What's it mean to be a pointless Eid? What's the, what's, what's the love? So you could say, okay, Shav, Sheker. Shav is another type of Sheker. Same thing. The Ramban al Torah claims that there's a specific chidush here in the change from Sheker to Shav. The Ramban al Torah in Vet Chanan says, Ubiyo v'lo tenebrecha eid Shav, l'esol ha'id al chavero, afiru devar she'eno klum, v'lo yitchayev bo klum v'beitin. Even to give testimony which has no effect. You just go into Beit Din and, and start lying about somebody else. But it's going to have no halachic change, no halachic status, it's not going to achieve anything. Kogon, for example, You go into Beit Din and say, Reuven um, uh, said he would give a, a mana to, to Shimon, but they never made an agreement about it. There was no Kenyan, and therefore Reuven's not really Chayev. So there's no significance to your testimony. But you lied after Beit Din accepted you as witnesses, and then you lied. But your lie has no effect. Says the Ramban, that's included in the Isidoraita of, of Lotane. Now, as even if we say that Beit Din really have this power to change status, but the Isra isn't about changing status. The Isra is any time a person, a person lies in Beit Din. That's the nature of the Isra. Uh, do all the Rishonim agree to this? You can demonstrate that it's actually not true, uh, according to some of the Rishonim. Have a look at the Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara in Sanhedrin is talking about Adim who are testifying that somebody was kidnapped uh, or kidnapped somebody else. So we know that the Chiv Doraita for kidnapping is not, it's not enough to kidnap somebody. You have to kidnap them and then, then you have to sell them on. So what if you testify and make them that they kidnap you don't testify about selling them on? So the Gemara Sanhedrin says this, There were two, there were Edim who testified somebody kidnapped, and then those Edim turned out to be Edim Zomim. Do they get punished? So Chizkiah, Rabbi Yochanan, Chadam, Alokim. One of them said, you get Malkot. So the response back in the Gemara is, He lo laki, inhu lo halichi laki. Since simply testifying about somebody kidnapping somebody, but not going ahead and saying they also sold him on, that doesn't generate any... Liability at all. So why are they getting why are the Adim Zomim getting Malkot? So Rashi explains like this. You can't give them Malkot because they weren't trying to give Malkot to their victim by claiming he had kidnapped, because kidnapping alone doesn't create a khiv. So how can you punish the Adim Zomim? The Imashum Lotane. Oh, maybe you're going to tell me they violated the Isu of Lotaner. Love, shame, or Maisa. So what does Rashi tell us? Lotaner is a love, shame, or Maisa. And they violated it. There was a violation of Lotaner. Even though there was no ramification whatsoever to their eye, it's still a love, shame, or Maisa. Which is essentially the opinion we just saw in the, in the Ramban. That even if I lie in Beitin and there's no halachic ramifications to my lie, I still violate the of, of Lotane. Whereas Tosar Rabbeinu Peretz, there in Sanhedrin, argues, 
says, Hacha Shemeidim Shagana Benefesh, Volomacha, Lomachai Vile Midi, Hilkach Loch Shaykh Kam Mishim Lotane, Kame de Edutan, Loma Ale, Veloma Rida, Lachaivo. He says, This is, you can't talk about Lotane. Why? Because they're Edut, Loma Ale, Veloma Rida has no effect whatsoever. Either that has no effect is not a violation of Lord Tana, or they lie through their teeth. It doesn't matter. It's like you turned, he picked his hand up and put it down. Okay, so you lied. But that's not Lord Tana. Another very simple nafkamina. What if Beitdin, what if Aidin come into Beitdin and they lie about somebody being innocent? Or they lie about to... to Argue on the testimony of somebody else is that a, is that a violation of law Taneh? They, they create a situation of two Adim versus two Adim, and it creates a stalemate. So Rabbi Akiva Eger in the Shuvas says, "Ah, oh, it seems to me this is not law Taneh because it has no effect to their edut. Or if you testify somebody's benefit, eh, there's no uh, no effect to their edut. So uh, you're not trying to be hard anybody. So therefore, it's not it's not a punch in his face. If you testify that Shimon is uh, you know zoicha to a uh, hundred zuz." So I didn't punch Shimon in the face. So uh, I don't get Malkot. Um, Asher Weiss has a old, uh, long shiver about this in, uh, in uh, his, his, his uh, Ketamim on Marcus. And he argues it's ridiculous. And obviously anybody who lies in Beit Din gets Malkot. Essentially the question is how do you translate Shav? Shav. Is Shav pointless? And there's a Chiddush here that even this Eidot is a violation of Yisra because Yisra is to lie? Or is shav, just another form of sheker. And, uh, and to be liable in a lot of sheker, you have to actually act as an aid sheker and, and make somebody liable. Um, so this really could be our, the source of our machloket. Everyone agrees that Adam and Beitim have the power to give, change the halachic status of their victim. question is the isu giving the halachic status, in which case it's a love, shi'esh mamaseh, or the isu just lying. In which case, love, share, ain't bomase. Okay, or maybe there's two different loving. There's a lotan ebeicha eid shakeh, lotan ebeicha eid shav. Now here you have to be careful because it seems we have a contradiction within the Ramban, if anyone paid attention. Right? The Ramban was a source on Makot Davn Betamudbet that told us that is a love. Shiyesh Ba Masa. It's Dikwe that Sadiq taught us that it's a love Shiyesh Ba Masa, and that's why you get Malkut for it. Whereas the Ramban, Allah Torah, is the source that told us the Issa is imposing a halachic status, the Issa is the lying per se. So the Ramban seems to be contradicting himself. Okay. You could say, okay, fine, the Ramban can do that if he wants. But I, I think there's a very simple uh, resolution here. And that's to say, there's a difference between the Isso and the, and the Chiyuv. Anyone who lies violates the Isso. But only someone who not only lies, but gives a halachic status, actually gets malkot. But it's not enough to say that. Because, how can you say that? If the Isso is to lie, so then... Who cares you also gave a lachic Issa was to lie. So even when you give a halachic status, but that's not the Issa, so why are you getting Malkot? 
right? And if you say, no, you get Malkot for giving the halachic status, well then, apparently that was the Issa. So then, so then, if you, if you just lied, you shouldn't get Malkot, you shouldn't uh, violate the Issa at all. In other words, how can you sp- split between the hairs and say so di- the Issa is defined in a way which, if I just lie, I violated the Issa, but I don't get Malkot. But if I not only lie, but also give a status, then, then, then I will get Malkot. So you have to slightly def- redefine the whole sugya here. Until now, we've said basically two extremes. Either Issa is to lie, per se, in which case it's clear. It's a love shame, but Malkot would never get Malkot. Love shame, but my sin, you'll never get Malkot, even if you give a halachic status, because that's not the Issa. The other option is, is to say, no, the Issa is to give the halachic status, but, and therefore, only when the halachic status, you'll get Malkot, because the love sheish b'maisa. But if you just lie, you won't get anything. You don't even violate the Issa at all. Maybe we should redefine the, the Issa. The Issa isn't to lie, or to give the halachic status. The Issa is to be an aid sheker. To be an aid sheker. But what does being an aid sheker mean? It depends on what you're testifying about. Sometimes being an aid sheker simply means you stood up and baited him and you, and you lied. And it had no ramifications to what you did. In such a case, being an aid sheker is a love she'ain b'maisa. But sometimes being an aid sheker involves standing up and baiting him and talking about someone's liability, in which case being an aid sheker means actually giving him a lachic status. In which case, that same love of being an aid sheker involves a maisa, and it's called a love she'esh b'maisa. And according that's really the, the Ramban's shitter, and according to that, it's meduk in the Pasuk. The Pasuk doesn't say, don't lie in Beit Din. But it says, Lo You shouldn't uh, step up and become an Eitsheker against, against your, your fellow. And uh, that's the real Yisod of the Yisra here. We basically either is instant to lie, it's an Yisra to abuse your friend using the Beit Din through the Beit Din, or it's basically undermining the whole Yisra system by being an Eitsheker, which sometimes means it's like a Maitre and sometimes not. Okay, I'll come.